0: Welcome to Unpack This, I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach and founder of The Holistic Marketing Method, Christy Pask. This is the podcast for creative small business owners who are ready to build internationally recognized, loved, and sought after brands. Each week we'll unpack ideas, concepts, and strategies that will help you attract eyes, win hearts, drive sales, and grow your business. It is possible for you to become the must-have brand for your ideal client or customer, and I'm on a mission to show you how. I have helped my clients three times their income in less than three months, launched new brands and memberships, and supported them as they made their first sales, bought on their first employees, and as they began to outsource and scale their business. And I want to help you do all of this and more too. If you're looking for inspiration and actionable advice, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to Unpack This. I have the most incredible guest for you today, Shelby Lee. In this episode, Shelby shares with us how she got started as a writer and how the self-doubt and anxiety that she experienced around sharing her work online meant that to begin, she only shared her work completely anonymously. She grew her audience to almost 80,000 people before she finally found the courage to put her name and her face to her work. And just in case you're not familiar with Shelby and her work, Shelby Lee is a poet and mental health advocate who has been writing on the internet for more than seven years, amassing a following of more than 500,000 readers. She is the author of the best selling book Changing with the Tides and the host of mental health podcast, small steps to self love. Her third poetry book girl made of glass was released in January, 2023 with central Avenue publishing. In addition to running poetry, Shelby hosts monthly poetry workshops and serves authors through poetry, book editing and marketing strategies. You can find her at shelbylee.co or on Instagram and TikTok at shelbyleepoetry and Twitter at shelbyleepoet. And I will, of course, include all of the links in the show notes so you can head over and connect with her there. I'm so excited to be bringing you this chat with Shelby. I know you are going to love it and you are going to get so much from it. So without any further ado, here is Shelby's story. Shelby, welcome. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Welcome to the podcast. To start, would you mind, please, super quickly jumping in and introducing yourself a little bit, telling us a little bit more about who you are and
1: what you do? Sure, I'd love to. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. My name is Shelby Lee. I am a mental health writer, I write in the poetry space. And I got started writing. I always wanted to be a writer, got started writing poetry in college and sharing my work online anonymously, which I'm sure we'll dive into in this episode, but a lot of self-doubt and anxiety that held me back but eventually overcame. I've published a few books. And then I also took my, I worked in social media marketing and studied marketing in college. So I took that knowledge and started teaching other writers how to overcome that fear, that self-doubt and market themselves on social media as well. So I've helped over 2000 authors through my courses, my guides and one-to-one services as well to help them market themselves on social media as well. So it's a little bit about what I do.
0: Amazing. That's so interesting. It sounds like you've had a very varied career. Obviously you started in social media marketing, you studied marketing in college, but you're an author now. How did you get started with with writing? You're now obviously a published author. So how did you become a writer and how did you get to where you are today?
1: Yeah, I love that question. So I've always just been a huge bookworm. That was always my thing growing up. I was always reading, going to the library, coming home with like stacks of books, and I would just sit in bed and read. (laughs) That was my my social time (laughs) spent reading. And I loved it. And I always just envisioned myself being on the shelves like of the library of bookstores. I wanted to be just like my favorite authors who were making such a big impact on me. It was my space to escape from the world, from what I was going through, the anxiety that I was feeling, the sadness that I was feeling, and I just wanted to do that for other people too. And so I wrote short stories and I wrote a couple novels in high school, and then I never did anything with them. I was much too scared to do anything with them. And then once college started, I really wanted to kind of journal What my like transition to college and being on my own for the first time, and like all of these big life events that were happening. And that's when I found like the modern poetry kind of world, which is a lot more freeing. It's a lot less gatekeepy type of vibes. And I absolutely fell in love with modern poetry and started writing it every single day, just kind of documenting what I was going through at the time. And at the end of that year, I throughout that year was sharing it on Tumblr. That was my first like glimpse into social media was sharing it on Tumblr. I had grown somewhat of an audience. I was still anonymous, but I really was encouraged by some of my readers to put together a book. Um, and that's the first time that I looked into self-publishing and learned about that. So since then I put out that self-published book, I put on another one. And then with the sales of that one, I was fortunate enough to have that republished by a larger publisher. And so since then I've done a mix of self-publishing and traditional publishing and never ever thought like whenever I said I was going to be an author when I was a kid never thought it was going to be these like super vulnerable mental health problems about my my brain and my mind but yeah knowing that they impact people and have helped other people feel less alone has helped me feel so much less alone with my anxiety as well so it's been an amazing amazing journey and yeah wild to me that that's what I do now (laughs) and tell people that I'm a mental health writer. I never saw that coming. How did you become
0: a mental health writer? Was it through that process of, like you said, journaling and putting your own thoughts to paper that that's sort of how it came about? Like when you were younger and you pictured being a writer, what sort of stories did you think that you would tell? Did you think that they would look like this or did it sort of evolve into that
1: Yeah. I think when I was a kid, like the mental health topic wasn't really there. It wasn't really Mm. prominent. And so I didn't really know until I was looking back later on, like, oh, I was using this as an escape for sure for my mental health. But I didn't know that at the time. And then whenever I was writing these short stories and like, they were like fiction, kind of silly. I wrote one whenever I really wanted a dog about like, two parents that bought their daughter or adopted, I should say, not bought, adopted a dog for their daughter. And like all this, you know, things that I wanted to happen to my life, but it was like a fiction (laughs) story. (laughs) Um, Those are the types of things I was writing as a kid, but, you know, using it as an escape. And then once I got into college and started journaling and writing these poems, I still didn't really realize what I was doing. I just thought like, oh, this is this is fun. And then I looked back and was like, oh, this was super helpful for me. And all of these themes about my own anxiety are coming through. So I didn't really embrace the like mental health poet, mental health writer label until a couple of years ago when I really leaned into that being a huge part of my brand, I guess you could say. And leaning into like the self love because that's what I've been working on for the past like five or six years in myself, and so that's what has come through a lot in my writing. And so kind of just embraced that and leaned in that direction because I think it's really really important.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and I love the content that you are sharing and the words that you are writing, and I. Completely. Like, I feel like it is, like you said, it's so vulnerable. And I guess that also because of what you were writing, I guess that probably, like you said, contributed to you publishing that anonymously because you did have a lot of self-doubt and anxiety and things about that. So can you share a little bit more about like, what did that look like when you started on Tumblr and, you know, you weren't showing your face and telling people who you were like, what did that all look like for you? What were you feeling? What were you thinking? What was going on for you?
1: Yeah, I just remember not really thinking that this was going to be my path for writing, so I didn't really care that it was anonymous. Like a lot of authors of course don't want their work to be stolen. They want their name to be all over it. And I was like, yeah, I don't really care. Like I just don't want anyone to know that it's me. And so, yeah, I just like created a username. I started sharing my work without a name. I think I even put like anonymous underneath it for a little bit or just no name at all. And then once I started getting some feedback that was positive, which was great, I started to think like, maybe this could be my path and maybe I should start kind of building this up as myself. And so I still, it took me a long time to start sharing like my face or anything. It was whenever I actually released my book with a name on it that I said, this is my name. <laughs> so it took like over a year actually of sharing my work. And I think I had like 80,000 followers on Tumblr by that point, like nameless. Wow! And people were just following for these like anonymous little poems that I would post each day. So I finally like revealed my name and of course, nobody cares. Like no one else is thinking anything of it besides me. I'm like, Oh my God, everyone knows my name now. Like this is going to change everything. And of course it didn't to anyone else, but it was a huge step for me. And then after that book came out and I didn't really know what I was doing marketing wise, even though I was studying marketing in school, I was like, this doesn't apply to books. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I didn't really see a lot of success. I said, okay, I need to get on other platforms. First of all, that are like more prominent in the author world, that being like Instagram and Twitter at the time was what I started and was like, okay, I'm going to show my face. I'm going to like be on camera, all these things, which was a huge step. And terrifying step, but definitely so worth it looking back. I'm glad that I didn't hold off any longer, but it's definitely super common. I think in any industry, but the authors that I work with a lot, it's, it's very intimidating and scary, especially leaning into the video world that is more and more popular every single day on social media. It's definitely a big change from writing a book. So it's an understandable fear for sure.
0: Absolutely. And would you say, like, do you still sort of have any of that self-doubt or anxiety around sort of sharing your work and showing your face and sort of really owning that? Or do you feel like that's really behind you now?
1: I think it's mostly behind me, which is wonderful to say there are still things like uh, live events and things like that. I'm still like, okay, this is a little different because now I'm so used to recording myself. Like the po- I do a podcast, like my guess on podcasts, I have YouTube, I get on Instagram stories all the time. So like that sort of thing is just more, I'm more used to it now. So whenever I do look at an in-person book event, I'm like, oh my gosh, there'll be more jitters. Whereas I think a lot of it's the opposite for some authors. They feel so confident speaking in person or like being at a book event. And they're not as used to that social media type of of world. But yeah, it definitely took time. I mean, for the first couple of years, I would use like, maybe not a couple of years, but for a while, I would use like teleprompter apps on my phone. I would type out my whole script. I would have it like scrolling by on the screen while I just read it off. And it didn't maybe sound the most natural, but it worked for me because I was so nervous to speak on camera for a while. But now I don't you know, do that at all. And it's very, very natural. So it definitely takes practice, but definitely worth it to, to try to embrace that.
0: Absolutely. I definitely agree. It does take practice. And I think for anyone, it's funny, like people, you know, often say I'm an introvert or, you know, and I can't do it or they think, you know, that, you know, it might be easier for other people than it is for them. But so many people, no matter like, you know, introvert, extrovert, no matter what their human design is like anything like that. So many people do, struggle with it. I remember recording videos in my early days, like even just going back to like 2019, 2020. And I remember at the time thinking, this is awful. I just feel so unnatural. I look like I don't know what I'm doing. I feel really rigid and I look back at them now and I'm like, it actually isn't even that bad. I was really hard on myself. Do you sort of look back at some of those things as well and realize you were being really hard on yourself?
1: Yeah, definitely. All the time. Yeah. I yeah. think whenever, and my voice was something that I was so hard on myself about. And I hear that from a lot of people too. Like they hate the sound of their voice. They don't want to hear it played back to them and things like that. Whenever I first started on TikTok, was like the first time that I started reading my work out loud and posting it. And I like listened to it. I would just record it. And I'm like, I hope that's good. Cause I, <laughs> I hope I didn't mess <laughs> up because I cannot listen to this back. And I would like make my, if my partner like was scrolling on TikTok, I'm like, turn it down because if my video pops up, like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want you to hear it. I don't want anyone to hear it. Like it was just so, and it's so funny because I mean, I'm not in love with my voice now, but I've become so much more confident just from people's feedback on it and people enjoying me reading my poems out loud. So we're just so hard on ourselves when other people are not seeing these things at all. They're seeing us completely differently than how we see ourselves. And I just think like it's a shame to let that hold us back from what we're trying to accomplish or achieve when our minds are are so strong. But, you know, our, our goals and our, our achievements should be stronger than, you know, letting our minds hold ourselves back.
0: I love that. That's really beautifully said. And I love your voice. I think you have a really... And really beautiful, calming tone. And I love listening to you speak and I love listening to you read as well. So Thank it you. is like Thank you me. said, it's like, it's just one of those things where we do hear our own voices. We're like, is that really what I sound like? <laughs> <laughs> and I know I That's definitely cool. went through the same thing when I started recording video. And when I started doing the podcast, that was a big thing for me because I, I thought, I was like, yeah. I feel like I'm speaking funny, but it is just it's how I speak and no one else thinks anything of it, do they? So, right. it's wild. yeah.
1: Yeah. I've done a couple audiobooks now. So I figure like, you know, if people are buying that and asking me to produce that, maybe my voice isn't so bad. <laughs> your voice is
0: not bad at all. It's actually quite nice to listen to. <laughs> Thank
1: you. I, same to you. I love your voice.
0: Thank you. (laughs) So how has overcoming this fear, this anxiety, or even just like moving through it um, and getting more comfortable, like how has all of this, including showing your face, owning your work, all of those sorts of things, has that changed your business for you? Do you think?
1: Totally. Yes. Because Yeah. Whenever I first was starting and whenever I put this book out and thought that I knew everything about marketing and social media and all these things, I was so shocked when it didn't sell as well as I thought it would. I think there was multiple factors to that, but not being myself and not being authentic and not having a human behind the book, I think really played a role in that. And I really noticed that and confirmed it to be true whenever I did start being more myself and sharing myself more online and, you know, my second book ended up being my best seller and all of these opportunities came my way and I felt so much more confident. It wasn't even about the sales and the business. It was just feeling so much better about myself as well. And then of course, learning all of these things about marketing and branding as an author Helped me create this second side of my business, book marketing by Shelby. You know, if I wasn't showing up there authentically and teaching other writers how to speak on camera, I mean, I couldn't teach any of these things if I wasn't doing it myself and had all this experience. So that's been a totally other, you know, shift that I didn't expect to take either, but that's been amazing as well. So it's definitely changed just the course of what I thought I was going to do for sure.
0: Absolutely. I think there's this real element as well. Like, and I know we speak about it with online marketing and business and things like that. You know, like we love to know the people behind the brands and things like that. And I think these are your stories. These are your words. And to actually see, oh, this is the person behind it. This is Shelby. You know, she's been through what I've been through. She can relate to what I'm going through. You know, this is what it looked like when her first book came out. Now I'm trying to release my book and I know that she can help me because she's been through it. Versus, I guess, like, you know, not knowing who is behind it. It could be like this Dr. Phil type character. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) I'm just picturing like, you know, this 50, 60 year old man or something that's like, yeah, I help people do this. And you kind of, there's that missing layer of that connecting piece. So I think it's really nice that, yeah, that you can actually be there. People know who you are. They can connect with you. They know your story. They know what you've been through. Absolutely.
1: And it just feels so much more engaged. I don't know what the right word is that I'm looking for, but I didn't feel connected to anyone when I was just posting these poems and then leaving. Like I, nobody knew who I was. Nobody knew my story. It's just so much more powerful when you can be yourself and tell your story and people still want to listen to you and still are even more connected to you. And in your DM saying like, this was so powerful, you know, authors want to work with me because of my story. It it just feels so much more of a community than whenever I was just like talking to my computer, you know, taping into my computer and posting and leaving and just not getting any interaction, it feels like I actually have a community behind me now, which is an amazing feeling.
0: And love that you can own it as well. So like, even you know, if you're at a dinner party and someone's like, oh, what do you do? You know, you're not this anonymous writer and you don't want to say, oh, like I have a, a blog or I write a book or I do something because you don't want to send people there because you're trying to right. hide yourself. So,
1: yeah. And I did that for a long time. You know, I would just, I was in college. So I would just say what I was studying or I was working another job after college. So I would talk about that, but I would never talk about or embrace what I was actually doing and my main passions. So I'm glad that I have worked my way over that for sure.
0: And for anyone who is Really suffering with this fear, this anxiety, this self doubt around owning what they do, showing their face, using their voice, sharing their opinions. What advice do you have for them that might help them overcome this? And like what sort of worked for you to get to this point?
1: Yeah, I love that. I think one, kind of giving yourself grace and reflecting on what it is that is actually holding you back. Cause I think that it's different for everybody and some people it's like fear of like being too salesy or promoting yourself, you know, others it's like, I hate my voice or I don't like my appearance and I don't want to be on camera. Like there's so many different things that it could possibly be that's holding you back. So I think just reflecting on that and what it could be and then just like baby steps to push forward. Like nobody needs you to go live for an hour on Instagram when you've never done it before and you're terrified and you're shaking, like don't do that. Right. But like five minutes, or maybe you just practice in front of the mirror by yourself with your phone pointing at you, but no one's actually there. Like there's just ways to kind of work up to it and work up to those goals without going full force. Cause you don't want to you know, do it. And then it ends up not working as well as you thought. And then you're super discouraged. So I think that, yeah, just like those tiny little baby steps that will get you further and further. My first step was sharing, like, a picture of me holding my book and i cut my face out of it <laughs> like it was barely showing myself and that was my first step and it was so scary this was probably like what 2016 2015 i've come a long way since then but that was my first step and then like putting my name on my account and then changing my profile picture to my face like i did the littlest tiniest baby steps ever to work up to filming an instagram story that probably took me like 30 retries before i thought it was good enough to post like just the tiny little baby steps but it's so worth it. You're going to feel so much more connected to your audience. You're not too salesy, you're not too markety. You're trying to just get your work out into the world, which is so important. You created this for a reason, probably to help others. So, that's my that's my advice is just kind of reframe and take little baby steps toward your goals.
0: I love that. That is such good advice. Thank you so much for sharing. I think it's such a good reminder as well that like you said, you don't have to jump into a one hour Instagram live, you know, baby steps are, you know, still amazing. They're perfect. Slow progress, you know, small progress is still progress and reminding ourselves that no one actually starts off. Like, I don't know anyone that jumped on video for the first time and went, I'm so good at this. I love this. Mm
1: -hmm. No, (laughs) definitely not. I would love to meet them (laughs) if they have.
0: I think think we all go through it. Um, And it's nice to know, I guess, reassuring to know that there are other people that have been through the same thing or are going through the same thing. It doesn't necessarily always look like this forever. And yeah, I love the baby steps. That's such good advice. Thank you. So before I let you go, can you please tell everyone where they can find you, how they can connect with you and yeah, where you hang
1: out online? Yeah, absolutely. If you are interested in my mental health work, I'm at Shelby Lee Poetry on social media and shelbylee.co is my website. I've got my books on Amazon if you just search for my name. And then if you are an author, I share book marketing tips on YouTube at Marketing by Shelby and then... You can find my book marketing stuff at the same website, shelbylee.co.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me, Shelby. I will put all of those links and everything in the show notes as well. So people have a quick link to you, but thank you so much for joining me today. I have loved chatting with you and hearing more about your story.
1: Thank you so much for having me and the amazing questions. It was so fun
0: thank you so much for joining me. If you're enjoying the show, I'd absolutely love for you to please leave a five-star review. Your support means the world to me and will help others discover this show. And of course, if you haven't already hit the subscribe button, so you never miss an episode and please make sure you head over and connect with me on social media. I mostly hang out on Instagram and you can find me at Christy Thank you so much again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.